0: This is Carl Hughes with Town Square Media, your host for Issues and Answers. Issues and Answers is a public affairs program for Western Colorado. Residents and members of our community tell us what concerns they have, and from that feedback, we identify significant issues to include in our weekly program. Today, my guest is Jennifer Richardson. She is the Solid Waste and Sustainability Division Director for Mesa County's Solid Waste Management Campus, also known as the Mesa County Landfill, and all the programs associated with it. Today, we're going to be discussing the role that Mesa County's Waste Disposal Programs and Processes play in helping keep Mesa County clean and safe. Jennifer, welcome to Issues and Answers.
1: Hi, Carl. It's nice to see you. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, let's start off by finding out a little bit about you. Tell me about yourself, the journey you took here to become the Division Director of Solid Waste Management.
1: Sure. Well, um, I graduated from Mesa State a number of years ago um, when it was still a state college. I got a degree in environmental science. And then, like most environmental folks in this part of the country, I worked for oil and gas for a while and did some consulting there. Uh, And then I found myself... At the landfill. Uh, I started out doing their compliance work and then just kind of moved up the ranks. I've been the director now since 2019. It's hard to believe. I still feel like I'm a new director, but 2019, yeah. Yeah,
0: that, that special year that followed 2019 with 2020, I'm sure there was a lot of fun that you guys had to go through with the pandemic and everything else out there.
1: Oh, that's right. The landfill has to stay open, right? You cannot close the landfill, so...
0: One thing, as I was researching and educating myself about everything that your organization does, absolutely was not aware of this, that the Mesa County Solid Waste Management is under an enterprise zone which in simple terms means that you guys don't have to rely on any taxpayer dollars to operate. Is that right?
1: Yeah, that is right. We could take up to 10% uh, from taxpayer do- out of the general fund. That's what that's called, right? Your taxpayer dollars go into the general fund. We could take up to 10% um, of our expenses and our operating costs from the general fund, but we don't. The landfill and all of the subsidiary um, programs all operate from landfill tipping fees predominantly.
0: Now, I'm probably not alone in thinking that the Mesa County Solid Waste System, when I hear that, I just think of the landfill alone. That's really my primary contact as a Mesa County resident, where on a Saturday I get to show off my backing skills with my trash trailer in front of all the other guys trying to back in. But there's six other programs under the umbrella on top of the landfill. So if it's okay, we'll talk about each of them as we go through. And let's start with the landfill itself. I'm going to guess that that's the largest of the programs.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. So I have 400 acres out there in Orchard Mesa that's permitted for solid waste activities. Of those 400 acres, 127 of them are what we call a landfill footprint. So you have a limited amount of area that gets permitted by the state that says, yes, you can put trash here. Uh, And once that space is filled, you're done. So um, like I said, I have 127 acres that is permitted for trash to go into. We get about 180,000 tons of garbage every year.
0: I know there are specific policies for various items brought into the disposal. Now, first of all, I think everybody's aware of this, but we'll state it again to be sure. Everything's got to be covered or tarped, correct?
1: Yeah, that's right. You know, there's people that live out in Orchard Mesa and around the landfill, and it's not fair for them to have to go home and have trash that was blown out of the back of a pickup truck. And, you know, we've all seen mattresses on the side of the road or big, heavy things that you'd never think would blow out. So no matter what it is, uh, even if it's in a bag already or if you think... No, there's no way it's going to blow out. Uh, It needs to be tarped if you're coming into the landfill.
0: Now, as far as other things that have special requirements or allowed or not allowed, I see there's a tire section. So I assume tires can't just be tossed in the regular trash.
1: That's right. The state um, prohibits tires from going into the regular trash. So we do separate those and uh, we shred them once a year. It's about a 1,000 tons of tires that we shred every year, and then we use for what's called alternative daily cover. At the end of every day, we have to cover our trash so that it's not blowing around all night, right? Um, And one of the ways that we do that is we use the shredded tires to cover the trash so it's not blowing around all evening.
0: So you're recycling within the recycling
1: area. (laughs) Reuse, right?
0: That's it. Now, uh, I also see appliances. I originally assumed it must be just because they're large chunks of metal, but a lot of those contain refrigerants, so there's got to be some restrictions there too, right?
1: So when you bring appliances out to the landfill, we do have a metal pile, uh, and we ask residents to put that metal in there so it can get recycled. We recycle about 250 tons of metal every year. Appliances uh, washers, dryers, that kind of thing. We cannot take refrigerators, freezers, uh, air conditioning units that may have had refrigerant in there. Uh, I just don't have the ability to evacuate those refrigerants. They're controlled by the state as a hazardous chemical, uh, and so they have to go to some other facility that's able to, to handle that waste.
0: So that really is a prohibited item. Are there other general landfill prohibited items that we can't bring out there beyond those
1: we're trying to keep chemicals out of the landfill so you know anytime you have uh, paint or oil or cleaning chemicals uh, those types of things should not go in the landfill we have a hazardous waste collection facility I think we're going to talk about in a little bit um, that can take those household chemicals from you for free uh, so we're keeping those out of landfill electronics, they are banned from landfills, so they cannot go. Also, can't go there. Uh, we do take those at also at the hazardous waste collection facility. And when I say electronics, I'm not talking about a vacuum cleaner or a microwave. Think E for entertainment. So stereos, computers, uh, I don't know, video game consoles, televisions, that kind of thing.
0: And I'm sure that's because of mercury and a bunch of other chemicals and elements that are involved in the manufacturing of those truly electronic items.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. And you know, one thing that people don't really think about is the inside of their television. It might just be a plastic shell, but it's sprayed with fire retardants. And those chemicals can leach, so those are uh, you can't even put those plastic shells into the landfill. They also have to be recycled at a proper facility, like the hazardous waste collection facility.
0: Well, and I grew up in a world where our landfills were just a big open place where you threw things. Yeah. In fact, I grew up in Cedar Ridge where it was on the side of a hill, and so we loved recycling tires because they really rolled far down the hill. Yeah. What a great change to where we are now.
1: Yeah. Oh, and you're absolutely right. I, I'm impressed that you didn't call it the dump, you know. That's what it was. Uh, yeah. You know? And that once upon a time, that's what landfills were. They were just dumps on the side of a hill. But, um, you know, Mesa County had made a concerted effort in the 80s to close down all of those little dumps and uh, create this this much more protective landfill.
0: And I read online on your website about special waste that it's got to be evaluated and approved. So what qualifies as special waste?
1: You know, most residents... Won't have special waste. That's more of an industrial uh, term. I would say if you are a normal resident, the only kind of special waste that you might end up having is if you're doing a remodel and you have asbestos. Asbestos would be considered a special waste. You'd need to call and talk to our compliance manager, and he would set you up with a, you know, the everything that you needed to do so we could dispose of that properly.
0: Now, as part of the landfill, and actually I see it supports some of the other programs as well, um, you have several transfer stations because Mesa County isn't this small county that just encompasses the city of Grand Junction. We're a big county. Tell me about the transfer stations, where they are and what are they used for?
1: Yeah, we have four rural transfer stations. So there's one in the Colburn area to uh, service those folks in Mesa and Colburn, and then we have one in Debeck, one in Fruta, and one in Gateway. The transfer stations really are meant for household waste, so you cannot take, uh, if you're doing a big remodel project and you just don't want to come to the landfill, you can't take them to the transfer station, but uh, yeah, it's just, they're there to help people who are living way out in Mac and don't have trash service, or way out in Gateway and don't have access to, to trash service.
0: So are these like large roll-offs that then you just throw your bags of trash that you normally put out on the curb if you had trash pickup?
1: You got it. That's exactly what they're for. And they do have, all of the transfer stations do have uh, basic recycling too. So mingle and uh, newspaper. I think the only thing we can't take at the transfer stations is cardboard.
0: Got it. Now is there a fee to use the transfer stations?
1: Yes, $15.00. Uh, for a standard load. If you have a truck and a trailer, those are that's considered two
0: loads. So the transfer stations are not open and available 24 hours a day. You have somebody there monitoring those and checking people in and out.
1: Yeah, yeah, you got it. And I would just encourage folks to visit our website if they want to see what hours their particular transfer station is open.
0: For those that might be just joining us, this is Issues and Answers with Town Square Media. I'm Carl Hughes. Today, we're visiting with Jennifer Richardson, who is the Solid Waste and Sustainability Division Director for Mesa County Solid Waste Management Campus, which is the Mesa County Landfill and all of the programs that we're talking about today. We're learning a lot about the Mesa County Waste Disposal Programs and Sustainability and the whole setup and the processes that they are doing to help keep our county clean and safe. Now, you mentioned just a short time ago a special area for hazardous waste disposal. Same thing. I'm sure there are materials that are accepted and materials you can't take there. What are those?
1: Yeah, so the Hazardous Waste Collection Facility has been uh, open for 20 years now. Uh, We just celebrated our 20th anniversary, and we can take... Any household chemical that you might have. If you, you know, go under your sink or go in your shed or wherever you keep your chemicals, we're going to take that stuff. So cleaners, uh, aerosol cans, solvents. We take garden chemicals, fertilizers, uh, you know... if you changed oil at your house, we can take that kind of stuff, and all of that is free to residents. Now, one thing that a lot of people don't know is that if you're a small business or if you're a business period, you have to also manage that waste because it's considered hazardous. Um, our facility does take small quantity from businesses so if you are a small business and you have a little bit of of that type of waste i would encourage those folks to call the hazardous waste collection facility and make sure that they're bringing their stuff out and disposing of it properly also
0: well and it feels like talking about how all of us operate in the real world somebody who's cleaning out the garage and they've got these half empty chemicals and bug sprays and um, starter fluid and Hmm. other fluids for the automobile. I think the wrong tendency is to hide them in the trash, put them inside with everything else, hide them inside a trash bag and bring them out and dump them. But that really isn't so bad. You talked about leaching and all of those things potentially entering into the rest of our ecosystem. And if it's no cost to drop it off, we just need to keep those off. Drop them on the way in or out, and we're done. Is that right?
1: That's absolutely right. There is a small fee for uh, businesses to use us, but for residents, it, it it's free, and that and it, that is the best choice. Bring it out to us. We're open Thursday, Friday, Saturday, eight to four fifteen, and and we'll take that off your hands. Um, we also take sharps, so if you know somebody who's a diabetic or uh, might have to give them shots, give themselves shots every day. That's another really great way to get rid of those needles and keep them out of our waste stream.
0: Now, part of that is what you guys call the materials reuse program, and then another part, the second life, which I love, the second life recycled latex paint program tell me about those
1: yeah those programs are very popular with residents uh so you know we have people that are moving out of the county and they don't want to take all of their chemicals with them across the the state or wherever they're going or maybe they're cleaning out a loved one's home uh, and they have chemicals that are still good so if those chemicals come to us and they're still good we put them up on the shelf and residents can come in and take whatever they want you know I've been working at the landfill since 2013 and I have never had to buy cleaning chemicals because there's always some Windex up there you know
0: that seems like a great way to go shopping.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's what we call them shoppers. Shoppers are coming.
0: And then the Second Life Recycled Latex program, I take it. Are you mixing together, you know, paint things and making some interesting Jackson Pollock colors or?
1: Well, not quite that exciting. <laughs> uh, people in Mesa County really like taupe. There's a lot of brown, so when we get that's our landscaper in here. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, right. Um, we when we get really full jugs, uh, five gallon buckets or something, then we'll save that, set those aside, and put them together, and then uh, then we have that second life paint. So for a five gallon bucket of pretty decent paint that you know we've already screened uh, is going to be a nice uniform color for twenty bucks. Can't beat that.
0: Yeah, if you've got to paint a shed or, you know, the kid's room and it's your least favorite kid, whatever (laughs) it may be.
1: Or maybe you just really like taupe.
0: That's it. Yeah. And it's latex. It's not oil. So it's water cleanup and easy to use.
1: Yeah. Yes, that's absolutely right.
0: You also touched briefly earlier on electronic recycling. I like the e for entertainment e for electronic way for people to really understand what's involved in the electronics part on that as we grow ever increasingly scarily moving along in a technological way i assume that the amount of e-waste is increasing oh yeah and now do you guys recycle that by the pound or how do you process that
1: yeah so the hazardous waste collection facility takes e-waste from residents, and the charge is 65 cents a pound. Uh, That fee, you know, doesn't pay for the facility. It pays only just for the disposal of that item. Uh, We have a company out of Denver that we have vetted to make sure that that material is, is not being sent overseas somewhere and landing in someone else's river and being someone else's problem. It's actually getting recycled correctly. It's part of being a good steward, you know. You guys are doing your job and you trust us to handle the waste that you're giving us, uh, to, and if we're saying we're going to recycle it, we need to make sure that we're actually recycling it. So uh, that is what's happening with that electronic waste.
0: Well, and that seems like that's a, a point in your favor. I know there are private companies, and I don't know of any specifically in the area, but you've done due diligence and you've done the work to make sure that the ultimate landing spot for this e-waste is going to be environmentally correct and environmentally conscious and done correctly.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And we see, again, another 180,000 pounds of electronic waste every year. And that's a drop in the bucket of what is actually here in Mesa County. That's just the piece that we get.
0: When you talked about the cost per pound, I flash back to some of the original big screen TVs that were basically the size of a Subaru. So those must be a joy to recycle. (gasps) Yeah, yeah. Now that covers electronics. Recycling, all of our mines go to traditional recycling, cardboard, glass, metals, those things. Do you have a, a, a facility or a, a process for that?
1: Mesa County doesn't operate a, uh, what's called a MRF, which is an actual facility that processes all of the recycled content. I, we're just a collection spot. So I have the ability to collect co- uh, cardboard, mixed paper, and commingle. So commingle would be glass, uh, pop cans, plastic, that kind of thing. And then I take them to one of the recyclers in town that actually does have a MRF, a processing center where they can piece those uh, items out and then put them, re- recycle them.
0: Perfect. Now, if I'm a consumer dropping off my recyclables, is there a charge to me for that?
1: No. No, traditional recyclables are uh, free for drop off.
0: And is that right near the scale house?
1: Yeah, yeah. When you come in through the landfill gates, the first building on your left is going to be the hazardous waste collection facility. After that is where you do the recycling, and then you hit the scales, and you can come through and do the landfill.
0: One of the interesting questions that started happening recently was I'm going out to back in my trash trailer is they asking me if I have any mattresses? Why are they asking that? And what's, what's going on with that question?
1: Yeah. Uh, last August, we launched our mattress recycling program. We get an unbelievable amount of mattresses every single year. So probably in the neighborhood of 15,000 mattresses. And Mattresses are ninety-five percent recyclable. They're made of you know metal, wood, and and uh, cotton fiber. So we collect the mattresses and then we send them to an outfit down on the front range again because there's not a processing facility on the western slope um, where they take them apart and they recycle the metal and do what you know you do with metal. They take the all of the uh, foam ticking and the cotton and they recycle that into carpet padding and then the wood gets turned into mulch so uh, that's that's why you get asked you know we want to make sure that we're diverting those mattresses appropriately there is a fee for mattresses now so it is an itemized expense uh, but it's it's well worth it it's saving a lot of space in the landfill a lot of wear and tear on our equipment
0: well i would think so that even with those big pokey metal tires i can see how a mattress would be problematic
1: yeah well mattresses don't compact i mean that's why we buy them right we want to we don't want them to falter underneath the weight weight of ourselves but they don't underneath that 80,000 ton piece of equipment doesn't do anything for them either just rolls right over them so so far um, like i said we just started in august If you can envision an Olympic-sized swimming pool, we have saved three Olympic-sized swimming pools worth of airspace that would otherwise have been taken up by mattresses. That just extends the life of our landfill, and that means that we don't have to be scrambling around wondering, oh, what are we going to do with our trash when we want enough space?
0: Well, in fact, that those materials are recycled into other usable materials just makes sense. The one program that I'm sad to admit I've never used, but I've always been fascinated knowing was there, is the Organic Materials Composting Facility. Grass clippings, tree limbs, leaves, all of those can be dropped off at no cost, right?
1: That's right. When you're doing your yard work, you know, you're trimming a bush or taking a tree out, you can bring it to our composting facility and we turn it into compost. So You know, that facility is one of my absolute favorite programs because it truly is a circular economy. It is a waste being generated here in Mesa County that we are then processing and turning into a new material, compost, that can be used again here in Mesa County. Our soils here are... Pretty salty, pretty dry and tight. Um, We live in an arid environment where we don't have a lot of moisture, you know, we're always under water restrictions. And when you use compost in your soil, it helps open up that soil and create space for roots to move around, for nutrients to pass, for water to to get down and permeate into your soil. So, it, it, you know, it's great for your plants. Uh, it's, it's great to take your, your dead plants to us. We can turn it into compost. It's just a wonderful example of a circular economy, and I, I love that program.
0: Now, I know they're not going to be excited if you show up with a four-foot-across cottonwood stump. So I know on your website there's the parameters for what things need to be cut down to and what sizes of especially tree limbs and right. that type of thing you accept.
1: You know, while it is a natural process uh, and it is, it does take a lot of work and we have great big expensive grinders uh, that can only handle so much. So if you're bringing us a tree, we need to do a little bit of the work up front. It can't be longer than six foot, can't be thicker in diameter than two feet. Uh, we do not take root balls. Um, we ask residents really please be careful when it comes to Rocks or shovels or or your trailer hitch that you threw in the back and then you threw all your green waste on top and didn't notice when you shoveled it out because that will wreak havoc on our grinder.
0: Probably a dumb question, but the organic loads coming out, do they also have to be covered if it's just
1: green waste? So, you know, that isn't something that we have implemented before, but we have never had... um, a check-in station like you have at the landfill. One of the things that's new this year is we do have a fee station. We're going to be charging a small fee to businesses that are dropping green waste. Residents, it's still going to be free for drop-off, but if you're a landscaper, you're going to expect to have to pay a small fee. But uh, I mean, to answer your question, no, historically we haven't asked people to tarp green waste.
0: Now, are there any specific things organically that can't be dropped off there?
1: Yes. So we see those beautiful uh, salt cedars. They're kind of pink and feathery and grow along the waterway. They're very high in salt and can really ruin a batch of compost. So Um, salt cedars are not allowed to come out there sod uh, can't come out there because of the dirt dirt. yep exactly and the rocks Um, you know a lot of people want to bring us lumber and unfortunately we are not able to take that material either just because again chemicals that it could be treated with or nails uh, that could be in it just will mess up the process so we just have to keep that kind of material out
0: So how long does it take for these materials that you accept, you grind down, you put into the composting process? Is that a a years-long process or month-long process? How long until it's the magic compost?
1: Right. Uh, That's a great question. It takes us about a year to, to go from the green waste that you bring us and then we... We'll grind it down, we put it into the windrows, uh, there's little microbes in, in there that eat the compost, or eat the green waste and turn it into compost, and that takes, it's really water intensive and takes pro about three months in that process, and then we have to put it into a big pile called a curing pile where it just kind of sits and it continues to break down and continues those microbes doing their action. Uh, If you take a compost and it's too young and you put it into your garden, then it can actually take nutrients away from your plants instead of giving nutrients to the plants. So we do, we make a concerted effort to make sure that our compost is finished before we sell it. I will also say that our compost is certified. So we test our compost to make sure that the there are no weed seeds, there are no uh, unwanted plants of any kind that are going to sprout up because you used our compost. And to make sure that the compost um, process is done so it's not pulling nutrients away and it's actually giving nutrients to your soil.
0: So for residents, free to drop off the organic materials, is there a cost to pick up the compost?
1: Yeah, there is a small fee to to um, buy compost and that just helps to, you know, sub- for the, the program because, again, well again it's, it, it, it's a natural process, but there's a lot of labor involved, so uh, it, it helps subsidize. I will also say that the fees that are paid at the landfill scale help to pay for the compost facility and the hazardous waste collection facility because the small amount of revenue that they generate is not enough to pay for those facilities to be here.
0: But again, the Enterprise Zone... Your entire group is self-supporting and does yes. not rely at all on taxpayer dollars, which That's is right. just a wonderful thing.
1: That is right.
0: I know you also have an outreach and education program. Tell, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, basically,
1: if you are a second grader in Mesa County, you are going to come to the landfill on a tour at some point in time. If you are a second grade teacher and you've never heard of this, please call me. We'll be happy to get you lined out for a tour. Also, uh, if you are a part of you know, I I don't know, if your gardening club wants to come out and wants to hear more about the compost facility or uh, any kind of group that you might be a part of, you know, I have given talks to uh, the Rotary Club. Come out, uh, contact me, reach out. I love to talk about the landfill. I think it's so important the more that you know. You know, right now uh, we did a waste audit and we looked at all of the trash coming into the landfill and we had a third of it was truly trash. Nothing to be done with, but to put it in the landfill. A third of it was compostable materials, and a third of it was recyclable. And when I say recyclable, I'm not talking about weird recyclable. I'm talking about normal, pretty much everybody can list it off, kind of recyclable cardboard, paper, um, aluminum cans. And so, you know, I think it's so important to remember that your trash you put it at the end of the curb you set it and forget it well it's got to go somewhere and it needs to be managed and uh, the more that people are thinking about what they're throwing into their garbage bin you the better it is for all of us in the long run so i love talking about it hit me up and and we'll have you back how's that yeah yeah, good
0: Um, give me a, a phone number to contact you guys and also a website
1: Sure. So the landfill's phone number is 970-241-6846. And then our website is us forward slash SWM. One thing that I would also want your listeners to know is sometimes you don't know what can be recycled, right? You, maybe you moved here from a different community and they had different standards. Um, we launched a website last year www.lovezerowaste.com and you can type in any material that you might want to be getting rid of and it will tell you where you can bring that so whether you can bring it to me or whether you can bring it to you know one of our many metal recyclers in town or uh you know maybe it's a refrigerator which I can't take it'll give you a list of places in town where you can take that
0: that's perfect Well, I'd like to thank our guest today, Jennifer Richardson, from the Solid Waste and Sustainability Division of the Mesa County Solid Waste. Jennifer, thanks again for joining us.
1: Uh, Thanks for having me. It's wonderful to be here.
0: Great to have you. And as I mentioned, I suspect we'll have you back.
1: Oh, good. I hope so.
0: This has been Issues and Answers with Town Square Media. If you would like to suggest a topic for our weekly program, simply open our station app and hit the app chat feature to send us a note about an issue you would like to hear discussed on Issues and Answers. You can also reach us by phone by dialing 970-242-7788. I'm Carl Hughes. Join us next week for another round of Issues and Answers with Town Square Media.